Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. December 7th, Leonard Coote. On this date, in 1942, Leonard founded International Bible College in San Antonio, Texas. It was meant to be a companion to the Bible college he had started in Japan. In 1965, Leonard wrote a book called Impossibilities Become Challenges, a record of God's faithfulness in saving, baptizing with the Holy Spirit, leading out into missionary work, and supplying of daily needs. An impressive title. But then again, Leonard had an impressive God. Are you fighting against the very thing God wants you to do? Are you willing to be a failure so God can be victorious? Leonard was a young man when he committed to work in Japan for five years. And soon after, when he came heart to heart with Jesus Christ, his life changed drastically. He said, joy flooded my being as I realized I was now a child of God. Everything was different. The very leaves on the trees the next morning had a different tint. Coots said God had told him, Japan and Pentecost until Jesus comes. And Leonard trained Japanese believers in scripture and evangelism. So he stayed in Japan and he founded Ikoma Bible College. Coots Tent Revival, held right next to the brothels in Koryama, had been on the verge of success, but it stirred opposition. Seems the area's entrepreneurs were losing revenue and they blamed it on the significant influence of the preaching. So the police left the brothels alone and shut down the revival. They dragged Leonard into the police station, questioned him. They questioned him a lot. They accused him of training communists, and they threatened to deport him. When he appealed, the officer phoned his superior. And as Kut spoke, the Japanese policeman, telephone in hand, reported the exact opposite of everything Leonard Cooch said. Bewildered, Leonard left the station and plodded back to the Bible college. Leonard climbed the 120 steps to his small house at the top of the campus. Sweat beaded on his upper lip. The next day, Leonard taught as usual. But a few days later, a policeman barged into the classroom and ordered Icoma Bible College shut down. Soon, name-calling placards littered Icoma. They called Leonard pig and dog. The police told him not to teach about Jesus in the Nara region. Then, financial support letters stopped coming. Deaths climbed. For three months, the missionaries and students ate only rice, though their bodies craved milk fish, and vegetables. Determined to share Christ, they moved to Osaka. And again, the revival tent filled. People wanted to know about Jesus. Leonard whispered to a student, it is either revival or persecution. After the service, ruffians jumped Leonard, took him down a dark street and beat him. On the second night, they beat him again. On the third night, they grabbed him in front of the crowd. As they marched Leonard into the darkness, one hit him in the face, another kicked him in the back. 
We'll be here until morning unless you apologize for preaching, the leader said. Leonard, too weak and scared to stand, sunk to the ground. The men threatened to kill him. But suddenly, Leonard felt impressed to get up. God somehow gave him the strength to get to his feet, to move, to push ahead, and to break through the persecutor's legs, and he ran. Another believer grabbed his arm and led him, pulled him to safety. They turned and shouted victory, and the thugs were scattered. Things settled down, but one evening, Mary Anna, Leonard's fourth child, was joyfully singing choruses in the living room. Suddenly, she vomited. Her body shook with spasms. Everyone prayed, and Leonard held Mariana in his arms all night. Just before daybreak, Mariana died. The community suspected she had been poisoned. Leonard struggled through grief, setbacks, and problems until one morning he climbed to an upper room in the lifeless college and he flung himself on the floor. I have come to the end of everything. I have sought your face, prayed, fasted, and in spite of every circumstance, believed. But I cannot go an inch further. Then he heard a voice say, Coot, are you willing to be a failure? A failure, thought Leonard? Why, that is the very thing I have been fighting against. Again, he heard the voice ask, Coot, are you willing to be a failure? God wasn't asking him to fail, but to be willing to let God be in charge, even if he allowed deportation, debt, closing the school, or death. Yes, Lord, I am willing. The responsibility is thine, not mine. In that moment, peace enveloped Leonard. John 8, 28 and 29 tells us, So Jesus said, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. Leonard left the room singing. That very day, a donation of 80 pounds arrived from Britain. Then God led Leonard to contact the British Council about the college. The governor of Nara sent an apology for how the local police had treated Leonard. In addition, the governor sent permits to reopen the school. What part of God's job do you take as your own? Are you fighting against the very thing God wants you to do? Are you willing to be a failure so God can be victorious? Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.